This week on Moms Moving On. I mean, I wasn't a perfect boyfriend. I wasn't a perfect fiance. But it hit hard. It felt like death. It felt like I was literally dying. Like, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. Whatever I wanted to do, I couldn't do. It's when you need the strength to be able to walk away. Not when you're broken. Had I had some support before I left, I think I would have left in in a much different manner. I will say to a lot of people, it's okay to cry. A lot of people might say, oh, no, I don't want to cry. Your friends and your family members, stop crying. Stop being upset. It's okay. I can't okay. believe I'm crying over this. Yeah. But yeah, I can't believe I'm crying over him. Look what everything that he... A man or woman can treat you terrible, but at one point in their life, they treated you like an angel. Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Welcome back to another Moms Moving On. Thank you for your feedback on last week's episode, talking about co-parenting and communication. I know it's never easy. I know you don't want to believe me when I say it takes time and eventually it gets better but I guess you'll just have to stick it out and see. In the meantime, we are fixing hearts today. We're dealing with heartbreak. We're talking about moving on from the pain of losing your relationship, your marriage, your baby daddy, baby mama, whatever it is. We have somebody so talented, someone who I didn't even think would read my DMs on Instagram on with us. We have Mr. Keyshawn Scott. Wait till you hear this guy's, this guy's long list of amazingness. Ready? He's a best-selling author award winner, certified relationship and heartbreak coach, worldwide keynote speaker, youth advocate, and oh, while he has free time, he's also a business tycoon. Kishore, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And, you know, like you said, you don't think that I would have answered the DM. I'm surprised that you sent me one. So it goes both ways. So I appreciate it. Thank you. It's so funny. You see a big, somebody with a big following or bigger than yours. And you're like, ah, oh my God, celebrity. And then I have people who reach out to me and they say, oh my God, you answered my DMs. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just like a regular mom, like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. I'm a dad. <laughs> watches his daughter all the time and goes to the park a lot. Right. Uh, so you never know who's behind the, the yeah. screen. So anyway, it, it is an honor to have you on here because I think the effort and passion you put into helping people move on is so clear. And that's exactly the kind of energy we need here on the podcast. So why don't you give us like the overview, the rundown? Yeah. Thank you. You know, I want to say, you know, I appreciate it. You know, number one, for even having me again and, you know, just throughout my life, I've been doing a lot of um, relationship talks and ups and downs with a lot of um, people um, who've been through a lot of breakups and a lot of hurt. You know, I've dealt with a lot of men and women, and believe it or not, a lot of men, you know, as well as women. You know, a lot of people ask me how much clients I have. And I always say, well, it's half and half. You know, people might think there's a lot of women, but it's half and half. It's a lot of guys as well. I think that's refreshing to hear. I had um, a guy on my podcast last week who invented a an app for co-parents. And he was saying the same thing, like, you know, fathers or men going through divorce or painful breakups are so like underrepresented. Like we hurt too. Yeah. We're miserable too. We're going through it too. So I think that's, and that's what really drew me to you is it's, it's the same perspective from the different, different angle, you know, yeah. men are from Mars, women are from Venus, whatever. <laughs> yeah. 
So how long have you been doing this? How'd you get into this? I think I should ask. Man, it's it's been um, a journey. It's been a journey. I got into it because I was hurt. You know, I was going through a breakup. I was going through, you know, my ups and downs. I did get my heart broken back in 2010. So it was a crazy breakup, a crazy roller coaster. I was together. We were together for four to five years. Um, we were engaged to be married. Wow. Things didn't work out. You know, she left me because she thought I was talking to one of my friends, which I wasn't. It. Took, I mean, I wasn't a perfect boyfriend. I wasn't a perfect fiance. But it hit hard. Yeah. It felt like it felt like death. It felt like I was literally dying. Like I couldn't breathe. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. Whatever I wanted to do, I couldn't do. So it was very, very detrimental to my personal, emotional, professional, professional life. It took me about two to three years to get over her. And once I try to transition from that, I became the person I am today through trials and errors and, you know, trying to heal and running back and having hope and going back again and then coming back and then realizing my worth and, you know, what I really, who I really am. So we always say in my world that divorce is essentially a death. You are Mm -hmm. leaving behind, you're burying the idea of this family you thought you were going to have, this partnership you thought you'd have forever, and the picture in your head of what happiness was supposed to be. Do many divorced people come to you? Is that something, do do you deal with a lot of, you know, separated, divorced, scorned parents now? Yeah. Yeah, I get a lot of divorce, a lot of divorce, or a lot of people who's on the verge of divorce. That was my question. I wondered, at what point do people reach out when they're over and done in that like adrenaline stage of like, let me meet a new person or when it's ending. But you know, what's the crazy, the crazy part about that is the fact that they will reach out to their friends and family members and we are the last resorts. Right. We are the ones with, okay, I finally, um, you know, ended it. Now I need to heal when maybe we could have probably helped you guys, you know, somehow save it or help the healing process a little bit more better when you're, when you're transitioning out of it. I think, I think if, if there's ever a time to seek out a coach to help you through a relationship or, 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 or the end of a relationship or breakup, divorce, it's when you need the strength to be able to walk away, not when yeah. you're actually broken. And, and, you know, it's fine either way, but had I had some support before I left, I think I would have left in a, in a much different manner. Yeah. And, and it, it takes a lot of brave steps. It takes a lot out of you to even walk away from something that you spent so much time invested into. And it's so much fear behind that. And a lot of people don't understand the fear and the anxiety and the hurt and the pain and the, the judge, judgments behind making a decision to make you happy. Exactly. And it's to make you happy at the end of the day. It doesn't make, it doesn't want to make nobody else happy. You're trying to make yourself happy. Right. But, you know, along the way, it's just, you hurt other people. I would say in my DMs, more than half are women who are wanting to leave, who are either stuck because of quarantine or stuck because they're just not ready to pull the plug, but they want to be out. And they see me as someone who got out and came out on the other side and, oh, how did you do that? And I'm like, well, the first step is letting go of the fear. I wonder how it is for your clients. What do you share with them when, you know, take us through what the process looks like for you, like the Clips Nost version, so we can still have yeah. everyone hire you. You know, hey, I need to leave this marriage. I feel stuck. I'm scared to be alone. What do I do? Well, one of the first steps I ask them, I ask them what they really want. You know, like, what do you really want? Because when you think about that, 
they say, I want to be happy, you know, or I want to leave the relationship. You know, you have to have a reason behind why you want to go. You can't just say, I just want to leave because I'm unhappy. Like, why are you unhappy? And have you done everything in your power in order to fix the relationship? If you haven't done everything in your power, then you have to go back and try something. Because my, I'm different. I don't like to say, okay, let's leave him. He, he treats you right. He don't love you or she don't love you. I want to understand that you're making the right choice for your happiness and for your children's happiness. And if you could work this and put your pride and your ego aside in order to make this work, then do so. Let's work on that, right? But if you want to pull the plug and you've exhausted every effort in order for you to heal, then the first step is that everything you want, like you said, fear, everything you want is on the other side of fear. All your happiness, everything that you ever dreamt about is on the other side of fear. And you have to forgive yourself. You have to forgiveness is like one of the number one thing because forgiveness is not an immediate thing, but it's a definite thing. It's not going to happen instantly, but it's going to happen eventually. It might take one year, two years, three years, four years, but you still have to forgive yourself first and then forgive the person who hurt you either emotionally, physically, or mentally. And one of the biggest things as well after forgiveness, I always tell people is accept the pain, accept what's about to happen because after you let go, it's, it's, it's a whole different level of pain now, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, it's like a whole transition, you know, towards it. That forgiveness piece, you know, I think a lot of people will say, forgive my ex for doing X, Y, and Z for neglecting our relationship or for cheating or for, I don't know, whatever the case is, that forgiveness piece is so huge. Do you find that people are more willing to work on forgiving themselves than they are their exes? Yeah. Yeah. It's a process to it too. Like it's levels towards it because you can't really forgive someone if you haven't forgived yourself first and not say to forgive yourself as if you did something wrong, but to forgive yourself in the fact that I've made some mistakes in a relationship. So I'm going to take responsibility for that as well. And I could have left a little bit earlier. I, I knew that there were red flags there. I knew there were some warning signs there, but I still had hope in this person that they'll change and they'll do better. But what people fail to realize is that you cannot change someone who doesn't see a problem with their behavior. If they think what they're doing is normal, then that's their normal. They've spent 10, 15, 20 years in their normal. Right. And you're trying to change their normal. You're, uh, you're, you're abnormal to their normal. Right. So you're going to be bouncing I learned that the hard way, Keisha. <laughs> yeah. I was the, I was the uh, classic tale of a man marries a woman hoping he, she won't change. And a woman marries a man hoping she can change him. Mm -hmm. It don't obviously work out for me. And I like, I want to go back to what you said about exhausting every option in the relationship before you leave. That is something I always ask because as in my own personal experience, my mom gave me that advice. She said, look, whatever you want to do, I'm going to support you, but I'm not holding your hand through the end of this marriage until I know that you have done everything you can, because you don't want to look back one day and, and have fear that it could have worked out or regret that you ruined something that could have been fixed. And I think that that, I mean, I give that advice all the time. It's so important. You know, even if you're willing to go to marriage counseling by yourself, because the other person doesn't want to show up or relationship counseling or whatever it is. I think that that's such, such great actionable advice for anybody who's on the verge of just losing their minds in whatever situation they're in. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree with that as well, too, as well, because one thing that you said, you said you um, a lot of people, we want love so bad. And I have a lot of friends who've been divorced and a lot of them, they ask me for advice. It's like I can't even give them I give them advice, but 
I always tell tell him, right? He's definitely going to listen to this because I'm going to send this to him as well. <laughs> I, wanna, I told him, you've made up a lot of mistakes. You had so many chances to clean up. You could have, at, at right now, you could have been happy. You have children. Like if nothing else encourage you to change, it has to be kids or, or your children to, to see some kind of hope in you to do better. But if a woman give you one chance and she takes you back, you mess up again and they take you back. You better stop because she's emotionally drained. And when she's when it, when it's over, it's over. Yeah. She's ne- it doesn't matter how hard it is. She's never going to come back. Once a woman shuts off emotionally, there's really no coming back. It's very hard. <laughs> it's not like a physical thing where you can have a drink and get comfortable. It's mm-hmm. once you're emotionally gone, it, like at least for me, once that door closes, like the key is thrown away, there's no getting back in. And that's very good advice. So you help people through their heartbreak. Get, take the first leap out of this relationship or the healing right after the relationship. Do you help coach them into their new dating life? Yeah. No, I I, I don't. But I had a plan. I'm going to tell you my plan. The plan was I wanted to, because I'm part of a lot of like dating groups on LinkedIn and, and Twitter. My, my plan was I need, we need to build a community of coaches, right? Coaches and, and people who are leaders in different fields. I'm not that expert in the dating area, right? I could talk about it. I could speak about it. I can give you advice, but to have a system in place, you know, for it to coach you through your dating experience, I can't. So my goal is after you're done healing, I got to send you somewhere, right? right? <laughs> so then it's like we transition to make, hey, I know a really great person. I'm going to send you, you know, to someone else who's going to help you. And that's how, you know, to build a relationship. Now, when you are coaching people out of their relationships, I know for me, like, I know there's the five stages of grief after a relationship, but my personal stages were like, I'm out in the world again. Everybody look at me. Like, who wants this? What do you, what do you tell people who are like desperate? Like, forget the healing. I need to get laid. I need to know if I'm still attractive. Put me on Tinder, whatever it is. What do you say to those people? I don't tell them no, because they'll do it anyway. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> good I don't know because that's what they're you're a good going, parent. Yeah, they're going to do it anyway. So the best thing is to let them start meeting people and getting out there in increments. Don't just go full blown. I'm going out there. I'm gonna sleep with everybody. I'm sleeping. I'm feeling good. I need to feel like I'm loved. You know, I need to feel like you know I'm healed. Plus, there's a piece of me that want to show my ex that I'm back in the game. I'm not hurting as bad as I was before, and I still have it. So. Definitely. I have a client actually right now and she's getting back kind of in the game while she's healing. So we have kind of like a, like an issue here, right? You're trying to heal, but you're still out there. And then you come back talking about this person, you know, didn't like me. They did this person. They did this to me. It sets you back so, even further. Yeah. So the goal right now is to go back in increments. Like you want to go on tender, it's fine, right? How are you going to date? Let's create a plan. Cause you just can't just say, I'm going to go on a date. Let's create a plan. What are you looking for? What is your goal? And what kind of questions you're asking? And what kind of answers are you going to get back? What is your standards? What kind of expectations? And before you even go to a first date, you got to know exactly, you have to ask the right questions in order to get comfortable. Because guys lie, women lie. (laughs) They will lie, a a good lie, and you'll be sitting in front of someone that you don't even know who who they are. And catfish is a real thing. So... I will say, right, ask the right questions and really prepare. So if they want to do it, let's prepare for the good, the bad, and the ugly so you won't be hurt and think that something's wrong with you 
and then you come back and you're like kind of starting over the healing process because it could reopen old wounds and you could bring back old memories. Well, I found that immediately, like even after the first like phone call I had with a guy after I kicked my ex-husband out, I hung up the phone and I was just like, this doesn't feel good. Like, okay, now I know I can get the attention if I want it, but like, this doesn't feel good yet. And then all these things were raised in my brain. Like, I don't want to bring my shit to somebody else yet. I'm not ready for anybody else's shit. Wait a second. Like, this is not what I need right now. And I think it's, it takes a lot of restraint to stop yourself and allow yourself. Like I had to go through the grieving and the healing and the anger and all of that before I could fully move on. And I, you know, I too tell my people like, yes, I'm glad your trainer is, you know, touching you a little longer on, on your butt when you're doing squats, but maybe hold off until, you know, cause you're going to feel like shit after. Yeah. yeah. And that's a good thing that you just said too. You said restraint and a lot of people don't have the restraint. They'll be like, you know what? This is just this once. Let me just, and then come back. And then before you know it, you just dug another hole and you're going to keep digging, digging, digging holes until you're back to that point where you were when you first let go of your ex or you first had that divorce. And that's the sucky part because then you're going to grieve and go back into that grieving point and try to get back. And you know, the deeper you go into it, the harder it is to climb out. Yeah, no, for sure. That's, 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 I mean, you are way too vulnerable when you come out of a relationship, when you're heartbroken to just be like, whatever happens, happens. There's no fun in that. Hey guys, Michelle here. I hope you are loving this episode as much as I am. We'll be back with more, but first a word from our sponsor. Divorce is never easy. And when children are in the picture, it can be extra tricky especially when communicating with your ex is a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called FAIR, F-A-Y-R. FAIR is the easiest, most intuitive, and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. FAIR helps eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. In the long run, creating a loving environment for your kids. Here's what you can do on the FAIR app. There's a time-sharing calendar to track custody, exchange days, and never forget those special events documentable text messaging, and an expense tracker so both parents can add and monitor expenses, track receipts, and add notes. GPS check-in, that's a court-verifiable way to document your presence at all GPS-verified locations. A monthly parenting report to download with your details. A private journal to take notes, add photos, and screenshots. A file vault to keep your records, photos, and documents organized and in one place. The opportunity to export all of your records into a convenient, time and date stamped PDF when you need documentation for legal matters. And there's a Spanish version of the app as well. FAIR allows you to experience co-parenting in a totally new way, simply, inexpensively, transparently, and fairly. Lose the he said, she said, and be the best parent you can be. Be F-A-Y-R FAIR. Subscribe at BeFAIR.com. That's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com. And then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. Go to fair.com for more details. Don't forget to use the code Michelle to save 20% off the cost of the app. Back to the heartbreak coaching process. How long, I know everybody's process is going to take a different amount of time. Everybody's coming with different perspectives and baggage and whatever it is. How, how long is the average, you know, let's get you through this process? Well, a lot of times I tell people 18 months. 
I tell people it seemed like a long time. I will say 18 months, a year and a half for you to completely say that. And it depends on how, how long it is and what you're doing. You know, if you're doing this by yourself, it might take longer. If you still follow him on, on, on Instagram or Twitter or you you still want to check up on who he's with or who she's with and you want to, that's going to take longer as well. But if you're working on yourself and you're working with people like you and I, or you're working on, on yourself and you're doing what you need to do in order to heal, I will say a year, year and a half to completely know that you're in a position to receive and accept love and even give love to someone without even having those regrets. And are people blown away by that number? Because everybody- yeah, yeah, That's a fearful number. They want a quick fix. Everyone wants a quick fix. So Keyshawn, I have to walk, work with you for 18 months until mm-hmm. I feel better? No, I'm just saying 18 months for you to heal. Don't oh. speak for us. You can follow You can follow me on Twitter. You can do your work. I have a workbook. You can do so much with yourself within that time. But like you, you said, the, the perfect word is restraint. You know, the ability- to restrain yourself from doing things that's going to make you unhappy. A lot of people don't have that kind of restraint. They're going to check up on the page. They're going to do the things that And they it work. all goes back to what we talked about in the beginning, fear. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm scared of being alone. I was very scared of being alone. I had never been single in my entire adult life. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking, even when I wasn't mad at my ex-husband, there's just always somebody there. I can't watch what I want to watch. I can't make crumbs in bed, eating chips and being lazy. I can't leave my laundry on the floor. These are things that I also say, it's like, now is your time. Like Mm -hmm. once you find somebody else, which you're probably going to find somebody else, they're always there. Like there's no like kicking them out because you're annoyed. So enjoy that time. I think it's a, I think the healing process, look, I've been down and out many, many, many times. I've come through a lot Mm -hmm. for me. Divorce was just like a natural progression in my timeline of things. I felt that I was built for it because I had been through so much, but I, I, there's something about the healing process for me that I find so beautiful. And that's really what I try to pass on to other people. What is your, like, you know, your guiding principle for, for Mm -hmm. coming through heartbreak? I will say to a lot of people, um, one thing that sticks as many things, but one thing I'll say is it's okay to cry. Right. It's okay to be upset. A lot of people might say, oh, no, I don't want to cry. That, and then, you know, your friends and your family members, stop crying. Stop being upset. It's I can't okay. I believe I'm crying over this. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe I'm crying over him. Look what everything that he, a man or a woman can treat you terrible. But at one point in their life, they treated you like an angel. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is that we remember those times. So my thing is, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to throw things, sleep, eat ice cream, eat a bunch of food, get fat, you know, say that you whatever it is, and but don't live there. Body. Yeah. And then don't live there. Mm-hmm. You got to get all of that junk out and start making room and say, you know what? This is my time. I've been through this process. I got to get this done for me. And then you start rebuilding yourself from ground up. But you got to let out all the junk in order to make, make space. That's key advice that is that i mean it and then one day you look back and that is the most beautiful process you learn so much about yourself there you really do like things hit you i i remember i would sit in my bed alone at night i'd put my daughter to sleep and i'd be like you know i didn't realize i'm so type a or i didn't realize like uh, there are parts of me that i wouldn't want to live with either you know like it's it takes two to tango and that's where you learn and you can use the restraint so that you don't bring your stuff into the next relationship. Yeah. So how many sessions with you does it take mm-hmm. if it's not the 18 months with you? 
Um, if it's not the 18 months, we usually do like three or six, but you know, depends on an assessment. I got to see where you are first and, you know, just to, just to see where you are and how long it's been, what you've done so far. Sometimes they work with therapists. Sometimes they work with another coach. I want to know what went wrong with the other coach. You know, why you chose me and a lot of people, oh, because of your videos. I don't want my videos to be the reason why you want to heal. I want you to be the reason why you want to heal. And Okay, well, full disclosure, I chose you from your videos. I think DMA yeah. is incredible. And people, you know, like I said, the passion is clear. And that's yeah. when someone's passionate about helping other people, that's a huge draw. So I can I can yeah. see why they'd come to you for that. But I agree, every every coach is gonna have a different philosophy yeah. and a different pace at which they work and how they do things. Do you meet with your clients weekly, monthly? What's your strategy? Weekly. We go, we go weekly. Um, yeah, because I think that it's too, a lot, a lot of coaches do, you know, bi-weekly, oh. some do monthly, but weekly I think is more effective because if you go a whole week before you know what they back with the ex in, in, in the next session, oh yeah, we're happy and we're back. You know, it's okay. I'm sure that's happened to you before. Hasn't yes, it, it has. Oh I've God. had the Sorry. crazy, I've had, I've had somebody say they're pregnant out of you. We've been working for a year. Wow. A year. A whole entire year. It was the whole of 2018. Christmas time, I think December, I am pregnant. Oh. He didn't want to keep it. And he kicked me out of the house. And it was the saddest thing. Oh, so they didn't stay together. Oh, my God. No. Nope. You must see it all. How do you separate your emotions from it? I mean, you're, you're dealing with such strong stuff. Yeah. In the beginning, it was, it was tough. And when, when I started out and I was hearing some of the stories that I heard, it was very emotional. And I couldn't believe stuff was happening to women. I, I couldn't believe the things that men really did. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no way. It's impossible for you to do that to a woman. How? Like, like what's going on in your mind for you to treat her? And not even treat her. It's not even the verbal stuff. It's the physical things. And then how the length of the relationship and how long it's been going on. And sometimes I'm like, it's emotional to the point where I want to cry with you. Right. Literally. Like I want to cry with you and I want to break it down with you because I don't want you to cry alone. And when clients are crying on the phone, I'm like, go ahead. No, I want you to let it out, please. They don't know. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. Don't ever be sorry. Let it out, you know? And it's just the most passionate thing. And I was thinking about something while you were talking and I was saying to myself, I want them to be like you. You said something, how you came out of it. It's like you went through the whole entire fire and you became this brave person. And at this point of your life, you're a testimony to every other woman who's trying to heal and trying to get over, you know, the ex-husband or get over the ex. You're that testimony. You're that person, you know. It's, well, it's, I, and yeah. I, I do feel that way. And again, I think a lot of it was previous life experience, you know, and, and this could be a whole nother topic of conversation, but a girl with daddy issues like mm-hmm. me, I always say nobody can break your heart as badly as your father once did. So for me, I, after my, my dad was out of the picture to me, that's the most painful thing. But then I, I did the whole daddy issues thing, bad relationship, bad relationship, toxic relationship, narcissist guys, just anything to be with anybody. And once you like realize that you have a pattern and you know, you've already dealt with so much shit and 
you, you've had your heart broken in the worst way, it puts things in perspective for you. So I think I, I had a different perspective. You know, a lot of women, and I was not one of them, they are born and raised dreaming about that day they get married. Like, oh, mm-hmm. and then I'm, I'm going to get married in Central Park and I'm going to have the, this kind of wedding gown. I was not that girl. I'm like, married? I used to tell mm-hmm. my mom, sorry, you're not going to be a grandma. Not, not for me. And I just, I think because I didn't hold marriage out to be like the pinnacle of my life, it was easier for me to deal with. But a lot of women like, you know, like even my daughter is when I get married, she's five. So a lot of women wait for that day. And when it doesn't work out, it's that much harder. And I get that. I was in a different position. I was jaded by my parents' divorce and all of my baggage. So I think, I think it's different, but that's why I feel so compelled to help people see that, yes, divorce is a death, but you're not dead. Your world didn't end. And there's people like Keyshawn who can show you like there's a whole other side if you let yourself do the work and you cry it out. I love that you advise people to cry. I think it's so important um, and feel all the feels and, and get to where you need to be to function happily. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the beautiful part. Coached me. God. Yeah. We me. both healing over here, right? Stuff down. <laughs> um, okay, I'm not going to keep you all night, but everyone on the show always has to share a favorite quote that can be applied to this topic or to people who are listening that are in the process of either gathering the strength or moving on for moving on, or they've already moved on. What would that be? <sighs> you know what? I was thinking about it, and I'm like, "Hey, he's not. I don't even know a good one. I mean, I know so many because all my quotes are actually makeup." On Twitter. Yeah, your, your quotes that you actually, like yeah. your quotes are. That's why I get very upset sometimes when, people, when I see people, you know, take it and they cut off my name and they put it up. Well, you, you have know? to put your watermark. I got to show you how to do but that. But they'll, right they'll rewrite it. People, it's, they're short enough for you to rewrite. Rewrite. I had a friend who did it. That's Somebody who was close to me. You know, being, being in our Instagram space, it happens a lot. And sometimes yeah. There's, there's a certain celebrity I follow who has reposted my stuff without my name. And I'm like, fucking kidding me, man. Yeah. Like when you're 2 million followers, you can't just say thanks to this nice girl from Miami. Like I get it. Yeah. So a quote that I will have is, um, hmm, I will say, don't have hope in people who don't respect you. I will leave it with that one. Like, don't have hope in people who don't respect you. Why why do we tie ourselves to the people who treat us the worst? Like, why? Maybe you can answer that as a a last question. I I, I just say the reason why a lot of times that happens is because of, um, we're familiar with them. You know, we built history with them. And at some point in your life, you, you fell in love with this person. I tell people that the reason why it hurts so much is because you actually love that person and you gave them a piece of you and you trusted that person and then they broke your heart. So, it hurts. And sometimes we want that person back because we don't want to start over. It's, I don't want to start over this whole thing. Like, Hey, what's your name? How old are you? Okay. When is your birthday? What's your favorite color? We don't want to do that over again. We just want the person who we chose to act right, behave yourself, get it together. Get it together. That's it. So we can just live good and have a good time. But it hurts when you actually realize that it's done. And I I was at that point when I realized that it, it was done because after we broke up, you know, a couple of weeks passed. We still talked for a little bit. But I knew it was over when she started talking to her boss, a guy that was with, around us. When I seen that relationship happening, my mind started like, how long was this 
going on? You, and I said that I felt like I was unworthy. I felt so much. And I was like, wow, I need to heal. Mm-hmm. I got to let go of this. This is toxic. You know, stop going to work. There's a lot of things that happen, you know, but a lot of times it's just we love them, you know, and we will. And it's hard to 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 just give up that love and say we're going to heal and we don't love you anymore. Through the healing process, you're still going to love them. You're, you're still well, going to love them. The devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Except it's not true. There's so mm-hmm. much better out there. And that's what people don't realize. Well, I'm yeah. so glad that you are helping people through this time. I think that your perspective is invaluable. And I appreciate you bringing it to me, to moms moving on, to all of our listeners. Where can people find you if they want to learn more about you? Please talk about your book. Yes. So I have about four books. I think My five. Yeah, I think so. Five. I think it's six. No, yeah, it's six. Um, yeah. So one of the books that is primarily towards um, breakups and healing and getting over toxic relationships. Your ex is the heartbreak workbook. So it's like 10 strategies in there, exercises, work um, worksheets, you know, just things for you to really start working on yourself and healing. So that's um, a, a really good book for you guys to get. And you can find me on Keyshawn Scott anywhere, Facebook, Instagram, KeyshawnScott.com. Um, just go looking for me, find me. Just type my first and last name in. That's, I don't know if it's attached to the podcast, but they can catch it there. Well, it's going to come up because I'm going to put your name and all your, all of your stuff in the description of this episode. I've shared you before. I'll share you again. So if nothing else, you guys will see him on my feed. Yeah. But um, make sure you check out his website. I found it just beautifully done. And that in itself was impactful. There's a strength to all that you do. And I hope you keep yeah. doing it. Thank you. Yes, I already appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Of yes. course. Be well, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.